The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up. Saturday, February 8th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage. And I'm back from TPE. That's the Tobacco Plus Expo. And I got the dirt, and I'm going to uncover it. People slinging it, and I got it all over me. How did it go, and what is the future of the PCA? We're going to talk about that and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. I have a prediction. Yeah. He's going to lose his voice before the show's over. <clears throat> yeah. If we're lucky. All right. <laughs> so jump in and help him out when, when he can. Uh, obviously, you hear Mr. Jonathan not sounding the way he normally does. And if you're watching Sexier this, than ever. He has the coronavirus. Yeah. If you're watching it on Facebook or YouTube, you're seeing that uh, Barry and I are really pushed away from him <laughs> because uh, he's sickly. He doesn't eat enough food. And um, he's... Uh, Compromised immune system. Yeah, terrible. He's blowing his nose. It's gross. And, um, yeah, you may want to check out this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I got a lot to talk about. I came back from the PC, PCA. Uh, TPE. TPE. <laughs> um, a lot of talk of the PCA. We'll get into all of that. You guys did the show last week. We'll talk about that later on, uh, how you did there. But first, let's light up a cigar. Barry, what should we smoke today? Well, today's first cigar is the Christoph Criollo, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Christoph Cigars. The size is 5.5 by 54, which is the Robusto. God bless you. And the wrapper is a Honduran Criollo, Dominican binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime, and a single cigar will set you back $8.39, while a box of 20 is $146.99, which is a savings of almost $21, or 13% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. I'm, I'm wondering whether to pull the trigger now or wait till later. <clears throat> Just you shouldn't even be on. You're blowing your nose. You're sneezing. You're grossing me out. The show's been on for a total of three minutes. You blew your nose twice, and then should you check out? I blame now? you. Should you check? You out said now? to me to go rinse my face off with hot water, and I've been worse ever since I did that. I tried following your advice. Well, you should have done it before thirty seconds before the show starts. <clears throat> you said it was a guaranteed cure. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, our friend Lou Liga says that you could cure that is if you retrohale the cigar. Ah, ah. let's try that. Let's try that. It's not lit yet, so okay. I can't. His actual words were, tell that girl next to you. <laughs> yeah. Sa- Sammy says, sounds delicious. 
It yes, is terrible. It is. So, brother, when we do go to break, Mr. Jonathan may or may not be back. On I'm the coming stage. back. I don't take time off for being sick. No, but you will we'll tell you not to come back. I don't know about that. We got this, right? You know, 100%. Yeah. So I think we'd be better off without him. We may be. <laughs> Just today. For the first time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we're better off without you. We're going to see how you... Barry, you didn't read the comment as written. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that girl next to Barry to retrohale. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what you said, Barrett's. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. This is with the little twist-off uh, cap, which yeah. you, you can, by the way, just turn that thing and it opens it opens it up, which is pretty cool. Unfinished foot. This is the look of the Kristoff. I did get a um, a message from Kristoff asking um, retailers, I don't know if they went as far as consumers, I don't know if you saw this, if they need the tobacco in the boxes, do we like it or do we don't like that they have loose tobacco inside the box? Uh, to me, it reminds me of, get rid of it. it's the song Captain and Tennille. You need it all because love will keep us together. All the tobacco, all of it. They were the first ones that did it, it, and it is their mm. trademark. I know it's been copied by other people and stuff, but it, it seems to be the trademark of that. They could slimline the boxes, make them a little bit more eye-friendly. Uh, get rid of the tobacco. Most yeah. retailers take the tobacco out. Well, yeah, we always did. It was just an extra step because yeah. you, you don't want to put them in the case with all of that or it just ends up in the case as people are taking cigars yeah. out. So. For them to be asking a question, which I appreciate, by the way, very much mm -hmm. of, of, hey, let's see what they say. It costs you nothing to do, and the people that are strong, opinionated on either side are going to say it. And I was kind of loosened up of it doesn't matter if you do or you don't is, is how I feel about it. Either, either mm -hmm. way, I'm okay with it. I understand what you're saying, but to some Things that they originated this thing, and it's very old school. It, it, Didn't it had something. I think it gave attention to it when the brand first came out. Right. Didn't Drew Estate do it with uh, La Vieja Bottom back in the day? Because I remember when I had to shop in Brooklyn, we, we used to take the tobacco out and just throw it away and then put the cigars back on the box. Yeah, they may have. They may have. Uh, I, I look at Kristoff as they, they used every trick in the book. The, the curly head tail, the unfinished foot, the tobacco in the box, the rustic look of what it is. And when that cigar first came out years ago, I put that on the on the display case, and everybody was allured to it. It really got it tasted. Then it has built up into a brand that, yes, those gimmicks or whatever you want to call it, got the attention of it, and then it was up to the cigar at that point to make it or not make it, but which obviously it did. Then you also run the risk of people will see that's no longer there. They'll be, oh, the cigar changed. It's a different cigar. That's what I worry about, yeah. that they end up doing that, because we all know when the when the package changed, the cigar has completely changed, mm -hmm. which is not the, not the case. Uh, but what has not changed is this lighter. The workhorse. Leo Sawyer put it best when he said, you make me feel like dancing, and this lighter makes me feel like Leo lighting. Leo Sawyer, you make me feel like dancing. <laughs> I'm the only one in the whole thing that got that. There's, no. <laughs> there's one other person. It's the Vertigo Cyclone. The Vertigo Cyclone features three jets fueled by the very first patented big-ass tank. 
You got easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $12.99. Some retailers will offer a special two for 20. That is the Vertigo Cyclone. We're one of them. Rudy says that if you get the box, you should chop up the tobacco and put it in the pipe. You could do that. <laughs> so what Jonathan's doing right now is exactly what I'm going to do when I light the cigar, is I'm not going to toast the cigar like I normally do, because this loose tobacco that's there, I'm going to draw in. So I'm going to hit this lighter on it and draw that tobacco in. I've done it both ways, and this is the better way to do it. So the cold drawer, I was getting pumpkin seeds and raisins. I forgot to cold drawer. Yeah, so I was right. Okay, because <laughs> I forgot to do it. And we're doing uh, blind tasting right now for Cigar Journal Magazine, uh, which I want to incorporate a cigar, all of us, to do on one of the shows. See, we so we got to decide right after yeah, the show yeah. then. We've done that before, and it was mm. fun. So, yeah. yeah, let's definitely do that again. So we'll just pick one of its looks and decide what to go with it. Um, but there is something to drawing the outside tobacco leaf, Criollo, mm -hmm. um, into it, and you're going to get this taste that goes as it does. Usually, Criollo is very nutty, but on the cold drawer, there was no nuttiness. Well, I got it now. Yep. little almond extract. Yeah. And a swing and a miss. No, he's, he's got it. <laughs> swing and a miss for Ed Sullivan. We know uh, Jonathan's not going to have any tasty notes today. Other no. Than it tastes like snot <laughs> or phlegm. And Wait, that's not a thing? <laughs> Chinese pea pods. Okay, so Tobacco Plus Expo 20, they called it, for 2020, right? Um, many, many years ago, under a different name, I went to this trade show probably 15 years ago. And um, so I haven't been back all this time. And I'll tell you, um, boy, did this bring me back to 1990, going yeah. to RTDA's IPCPR, now PCA. Every picture I saw, the place looked packed. Because the aisles were smaller, because the booths were smaller, and we were more condensed in. Nobody had these big, giant things that everybody would be stuck in these walls of, with the exception of one company that had big walls and whatever. But short of that, everything was the way it used to be. And everybody was happy. And I, I tell you, I remember walking through the door, looking at it, and a smile on my face of this is the way a trade show should be, the way it used to be. Not these other crazy things of who, mine's bigger than yours type of thing, which is what happened to the IPCPR. And what I recommend to them, and I know some of the folks were there, and I, I got to talk to them and saying that, listen, bring it back to the way it used to be. Don't allow these things to end up happening. And it'll be better for the people you don't allow it to. You know, it's funny to say, don't allow them to put up a, a mega booth. But if you do that, it's going to be better for them. They're going to pay, pay a lot less. The place is going to look better. It's going to, the, the feel of it's going to be better. You're going to be able to get through it faster. Uh, you know, you're going to have more. You're going to have more buyers being able to get through more real estate. Do you remember the New Orleans? How spread out that was. Yeah, I remember it, that. It took three or four days to get through the show. When I ended up missing something, or somebody called me and says, "Oh, you got to come over to my booth." It was a half hour trek. I won an award there that I won a trip to the show, 
to go to the next show or something because I entered the contest or whatever happened. I hear my name. I start running to go to it. I got about halfway. I turned around. There was no way I was going to make it in time to end up winning it. Nah, it was a mile away. Solid. I watched him run. It was and, a solid 12 <laughs> steps. And you then got, he said You F got those little yeah. uh, Fred Flintstone legs going on too. So. Yeah, yabba-dabba-do. Right, was toast. it one of those where it's it sort of – an intention to run kind he of. He had but every never, intention to run. Never quite, never quite took off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I broke stride. <laughs> he broke something. Yeah. Let's face it. We're fat guys. We waddle. Yeah. We don't run. I, it was he right. might have taken out a booth corner or two <laughs> on his way to run. I'll tell you, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the whole attitude of everybody. The manufacturers, um, the retailers that went in there, uh, all the buyers, the media, the attitude right off the bat was a dramatic change up again of everybody in a positive feel, not, well, okay, we just dumped a hundred thousand dollars into this, the, uh, custom accounts down. What the hell are we going to end up doing? We have to spend three days to build the booth. This was, uh, not even with the labor unions and stuff, busting balls. How much of that do you think was the fact that a lot of manufacturers, this was their first time in a long time, at the very least, if not first time ever at the TPE, meaning that this was a new buying cycle for them. So really it was something positive no matter what. Well, there was about 20% of on the premium side of new. Last year seemed to be the big jump that ended up happening, and then a growth of maybe 25% this year, uh, overall 20% of that coming from the premium cigar industry. So as I was talking to him, you know, I said, this is your first time, and most people said, no, last year. Uh, I was here last year, it was great, and now it's even greater. So this is really something to watch, and this was, again, back to saying what was the RTDA back in 1990. It was the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association, and it was tobacco dealers, and other things were there in those days. Um, hookah and uh, roll, your own. roll Your Own and all these other things were there. Here, this trade show is the Tobacco Plus Expo. So what are the pluses? The pluses are tobacco, vape, alternative, CBD, all the stuff that's in smoke shops, uh, along with cigar shops. Uh, I did a little video on there where the carpet was two colors of the carpet, which was very, very interesting as walking into that to see it. Which made it easier. If you were there for one thing, you knew which side of the aisle to be on. Correct. So where you wanted to be. And, and it was not segregated with any wall or anything like mm -hmm. that. It was just the color of the carpet. But the interesting thing was a day, day and a half into it, people started crossing the line. And maybe seeing something that they didn't do, and maybe they're going to bring it in. Maybe they're going to try it. If anything, curiosity. And the same goes for the other side. Of two guys, smoke shop started. Uh, my first trade show, I believe, was 1990. And the interesting thing of that was I was a smoke shop. I carried everything. When I went to that trade show, I made a decision at that point. I'm going all cigars. I'm sure the same thing might have happened. The next two guy smoke shop was there, and then they saw cigars, and they're going to get deeper into it or get into it at all. Sure. There was never into it. So I think there's a major crossover that can end up happening on both sides. It was very, very positive to, to end up seeing. Um, the TPE, by the numbers, uh, is ranked now one of the top 50th fastest growing trade shows of all, and that is by net square foot 
paid by exhibitor space, number of existing companies, and total attendance. So that there's a major thing that they we're talking about an industry, trade show industries, taking nothing away from PCA now uh, and seeing drop-offs. That is happening nationwide of every single trade show because now we have different ways of communicating. Everybody sure. doesn't have to go to trade shows. And here is the fifty top 50 fastest growing trade shows, which is a hard thing to pull off. 15% um, increase in size from last year. Total 15% higher. The majority of that coming from the growth of the premium cigar sector of what it is. Uh, they did a nice job. Uh, we, we saw, I'm going to, I guarantee you 2021 is going to be even a bigger growth than that because some people who took one booth space, we had a lot of time to talk with these people. And they said, yeah, I'm coming next year. I think I'm going to take two spots. A lot of people are going to double up. We're not doubling up to gigantic booths. We're talking about a 10 by 10 but is becoming that, a 10 by 10. I hope isn't it that stays, how it started? I hope it stays that way because that slimline look, it just seemed like it was, uh, it was better for business. You were in the aisle doing business with a person in the booth as opposed to going into the booth and you're off the aisle. So there's people working in the aisle. But doesn't it always start off with I'm going to double and go from 10 to 20 and then to 40? Than the 80. So what they have to do is not allow it to happen. And what, a, what a, you know, as an entrepreneur, what a crazy thing to end up saying. But for the benefit of it long term, you do so, it. You do it in the store, though. You don't allow any one company to take over right. more than ten percent of your business. That's right. And they they should do the same. Um, the exception to that actually was Drew Estate. And Drew Estate was down in front. They had the closed-in room with the big wall. They had the loud music playing, and it was a distraction to everybody. Um, I didn't like it. Um, what do you do? How do you end up stopping it? You stop it by you don't allowing it, or you segregate them into a corner like a mall does, right? That It becomes an anchor store. Sure. If you want to build a wall, it has to be against a wall. Or it has to be into a corner. If you're going to bring anything closed in, has to be in a corner. Anything that has a wall has to be against a wall. Something simple like that because you, by hurting the little guy, you're not going to end up growing your business. You build your business by the little guy. As a retailer, we don't build our business by our wheels, our big spending people. We build it by the next guy that comes in and buys a couple of cigars, and you build from there. And even from a brand standpoint, we are always looking for the next little guy to come along and help out. Yeah. So um, I, I saw action at every booth. Everybody got looked at. We visited on the premium side every single premium cigar. Whether we bought it or not is a different thing, but we looked at the product. We had time to spend with it. The interesting thing was you didn't get to spend time with the principal owner of the company because for the most part, they were not there. And I think that's going to change, too, because when they get reported back of their sales and how well the show was attended and who showed up, because the biggest retailers in the country were there. Did you have any problem doing business in terms of, you know, it was a smaller booth. Chances are there was only one or two people manning the booth. Was there any times where you were stuck waiting? Yes. That could add to the growth of the booth size as you start to have to bring in reps. So that is what's going to happen. So somebody like CLE, for instance, one booth space, and there was a line at their booth, and um, there was a waiting. Same with um, um, Justo Aurora, his booth, him and his wife were there. 
there may have been a wrap or something, but it was piled up around there too. And he said, yeah, next year I think I'm going to go for two, which we're talking about a, a little teeny area. Double the size is not... It's not bad. That that's and you know, could they use one other person there to be able to handle it? But what you would do is I, I saw that there was a line there and I took care of the next guy, next guy, next guy, took a look, up, loosened up, and then just go because they're not that far away. It wasn't like I was a mile away. I was thirty feet. And up, oh, okay, it looks like it calmed down a little bit, and then go over there and take care of business. So with the footprint being smaller, do you need to spend less time at the show? Because it's why it was like Two and a half days? Yes. Did you need the full two and a half days? I did because I wanted to peek at the other stuff anyway. Could you pull it off in a day? Probably not. Um, so you need two days anyway. The, the extra half a day you know, is, is the troublemaking day all the time. But the days also were not um, actually full days because they opened it up. Another thing they did was open it up to the media beforehand um, which was pretty interesting. Uh, great. I, you know, I wore a whole bunch of different hats there. I am Cigar Media. So I'm there for Cigar Media. Let me see how they're acting for Cigar Media. How do they handle the Cigar Media? I'm there as a somebody displaying. And how did they treat them and how did that act? I'm there as a buyer. And I went there and how was that? And I went there as a guest speaker. So I wore four hats. I may have been the only person there wearing four hats in there. Every single aspect I was in, ended up handling. And I'm going to tell you, it was a home run all across the board. I want to provide um, good information back to them to let them know what went wrong. And short of the Drew Estate booth being uh, too loud, too loud, and interrupting the other booths, which you never want to do that, right? You, you want to conduct your business, but you don't want to do that at, at the harm of somebody else. Right. I felt like they were. Short of that, there was nothing I could say to them for constructive criticism. They, It was well done. You could tell that these people know what they're doing of how they did it. They were happy and, and helpful from setup to knockdown. I mean, it was it was wonderful. That's a huge testament to Don Conger, absolutely, who has a lot of experience from the old IPCPR days. And I can tell, sitting on the board with her, that you know, board of directors directed her what to do. So a decision was made, and she was to follow those decisions. This time, I don't believe there is a board of directors, anybody directing her what to do, other than what she, what she has learned over those years, and. All these attention to details, and, I, and uh, was I able to get that email out to her? Uh, no, but we reached out to them. They have a problem with their spam filter, so that'll be taken care of. Uh, I believe Ed reached out to them or was going okay, to reach out to because, them. Okay, uh, because, Dawn, if you're listening or the people from, from uh, TPE listening, I wrote a detailed summary of what I saw there actually to be helpful to you, um, which is most of the stuff you're hearing here anyway. Uh, but you did a great job, and I wanted to um, at, at least provide my insight of what I saw there to help you in the future. Because I think you got something here, and I think that the people from PCA um, also have something there. I saw some of them there and talked to some of them there, and I said, did you notice this? Did you notice uh -huh. this? Remember, we talked about this. Here are some of those things that were talked about that were executed and how well 
they were. The, the details, the things that were happening in there. And a lot of people, you know, you're busy with business and you're walking through and you're not paying attention to something. I purposely paid attention to these details. And some of them get overlooked by people. But these things are things that you got through very easy and you don't even know that something happened that was positive because it, it just happened. I paid attention to it and followed it. Um, back to the... Um, the principals not being there, uh, I think it was a, a very missed opportunity because back to the, um, um, what is it, the, um, the other organization that we go to in um, a TAA. TAA, you actually have time to sit with those people. That could have happened here. It was, a it was a cross between the PCA and the TAA was the TPE. It's a cross between them that you'll have time to spend with them uh, close up in front. We worked on promotional events that are coming up at our store. We talked about things for the Cigar Authority. We did lots of things that we were able to do because there was that time to be able to do it, but I didn't have the principal there. Do you think with the small booth space, though, having the principal there would have delayed getting your your appointment because people would want to stay and talk longer? And well, so the salesman is dealing with the sale right. that's happening, and I want to talk to you about an event or are you going to make it to our anniversary party? Are you going to do this? That could have been done at the same time. Um, they would have enjoyed themselves, I think, too, that it, it wasn't that craziness of what was going to go on. It, um, the, uh, the things that happened at nighttime was plenty of time to talk uh, at, the, at the events that happened, and I want to get into that, too. Um, but um, Kyle Malone was there. He was a speaker at one of the... Um, the opening galas, right? right? The opening, what used to be the opening breakfast at the IPCPR became a Danish and coffee. Okay. So no big expense that ended up happening. And then you had Cal Malone up there. So it's happened at, at IPCPR where they bring on a celebrity person that right. maybe not has to do with the cigar industry. Cal Malone does have to do with the cigar industry. And he, what was great about him is he got up there at, at the beginning and said, listen, I was a basketball player. It was another life. I will talk about anything you want to talk about in business, but if it's a question about basketball, I'm not going to discuss it. So just let's lay that out right by. That's I, awesome. I wanted to stand up and applaud, actually. And then he got into... His business, and, he, and he's in multiple businesses, and he got into tobacco and his love for it and all this. It was, a, it was so great that I said, I'm going over to his booth later on, and if the cigar isn't dog shit, I'm buying it. And I had the cigar. and it That's was a rave review right there. <laughs> the, the cigar is not dog so, shit. So you bought it. But I bought it because it was actually good. It was better than dog shit. It was very good. <laughs> I but, put up the review on the Cigar Authority on Thursday for yeah. the Call Malone Barrel. Did you give it a 99? I gave it a, uh, I'm going to say it was like a 93, maybe a 92. So uh, a legit 90. But it took me back to the Barrel Age by La Aurora, but with a modern twist. Yeah, yeah. So if you remember that cigar, this cigar is epic comparing it to that cigar. The guy which wanted was a to, great cigar. But the guy wanted to talk about cigars. <laughs> he wanted to talk about cigars and entrepreneurship and how to treat people. The, the, this thing resonated. This was a good, really good opening breakfast that now the trade show is going to open after the opening breakfast, and people were uplifted and feeling good when they went in. 
not feeling good about basketball, feeling, feeling good about being an entrepreneur and going there and actually making one of his things says, listen, come up, try my cigar. And make a decision at that moment, are you buying it or not? Saying, oh, we're going to think about it. We'll, co- we'll call you back in two weeks or something. Don't do it. If you cannot, if you own a business and you cannot smoke the cigar and make a decision, if you're going to buy five boxes of these or not. If you made your decision for Christ. Right. Make the decision <clears throat> and decide or not. I lit the cigar. I said, wow, this is good. It's burning good. It tastes good. Thing. All right. I got my order. And it was based on that of, and I'm pretty pretty good about making a final decision pretty fast, more than most. Um, it even got me stronger in that direction because I think it's one of my secret of successes of um, t- jumping on an opportunity when the opportunity arrives. So there he was, there his family was. He's a family-owned company with his son and his daughter and his wife. It was great. They were great. So I think the missing thing there was uh, I know Carlito Fuente was there because he won an award. No, I didn't see him at his, at the booth. Um, nor did he really have a booth. J.C. Newman had a booth showing showing their stuff, and it, that wasn't part of it. Uh, Pete Johnson, another one. Tatua had a, had a booth. He wasn't there. Right, his brother he, was. He was there, but he wasn't at the booth. He, I missed opportunity. You guys were there. Your principals at the company. You should have been there. Uh, not because I need you to be there. I think you missed an opportunity. And, I, and I'll go for all those people that we had. Um, Nicholas Perdomo was there. Nick Perdomo was not. Nick Perdomo, you need to be there. I think it would. I think you would have liked it, and I think it would have been, a, been an asset to you. And I think we'll see that next year as this comes out there. That it, it's. It was better than for years and years. It was better than in any show I've been to. So, um, do you think part of the positive uh, attitude going into the show is it didn't start with, you know, an update on the FDA or an update on local laws? It yeah, just, it was bring, just bringing you down. But th- those yeah. seminars happened, and what? And it was okay for Cal Malone because it was before the show opened. It was mm-hmm. in another room, uh, not that it was a mile away, but away from the trade show floor. And then during the show, there was many times that there was different seminars going on. One of them, which I would have loved to have gone to, was um, how to treat a woman in a cigar store, basically. Um, the different people. You, yeah, we got a growing segment in the cigar community. Yeah. Right now. And you don't slap them on the ass and you don't. call them sweetie? No, you don't. No? And I didn't go to it only because I was on the trade show floor making sales and didn't look at my at the time and missed it. And if it was actually attached to the show floor, part of the show floor right there, I would have had no choice but to know that it was happening. My fault, but I think it should be connected to it. There's another little little positive that uh, that was missed. And even walking through the show floor, if you could hear it while it was going on and not be part of it. Because you, you don't want to pull the people away from the tree. That's another thing. It's bad business of saying, okay, leave the show floor, stop buying everybody, yeah. and go somewhere else. You don't want to do that either, right? Yeah, it hurts the, the people displaying. Yeah, the attendance would have been better. A lot of things uh, could have been better if, if that happened. You know, in the cigar industry, we, we have our c- cigar celebrities. Uh, they do on the other side of the aisle also. Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong yeah, I was saw there. a picture. He was there. Yeah. And different people that, that's their people too, you know. So that was the interesting thing that happened there too. Um, the parties that ended up happening there, um, 
after the first night, you go and there's four different things going on at once, all next to each other, though. Um, one of them was in one of the places they had dueling pianos and everybody was singing and dancing and open bar and it was unbelievable awesome of people that I know on the dance floor dancing and singing and sing along. And, and it was so not something uplifting. you often see in the cigar. No, world. it was so uplifting. Next door to that is Bazaar Meats. They closed the restaurant down. We're talking about a big restaurant, big money. Uh, completely closed down, open just to us smoking cigars while they're carving meats and all the different. We're talking primo stuff, too. Big money. Uh, meats and cheeses. and uh, What was the most bizarre meat you had? I just go regular. Okay. Yeah. But they have it. You know Andrew Zimmerman for you? No. Okay. Not at all. And um, another room was the Tobacco Business Awards. Uh, and I'll, I'll read them uh, when we come back from break. But first, let's talk about Christoph Criollo. I've had this many times. Was the, was the Criollo the first one? I think so. Uh, on the on the list of their cigars on the website, it's not alphabetical order. This is right at the top. So I would assume it's in chronological order, yeah. which would be, yes. I think this might have been the one that brought them to the game. This is a, uh, a happening cigar. It's, all, it's always been in our rotation. And uh, uh, even when a new cigar smoker comes in and mm-hmm. looks... There's something attractive to even the color of the band. And it's so oily. Yeah. It just pops, but uh, getting notes of uh, nuts and rye. Like, I think it would pair really well with, like, Knob Creek rye whiskey. Yeah. Does it taste like uh, flu medicine for you? Yeah, it yeah. does, yes. <laughs> Clearing out my sinuses pretty good. Any notes of citrus? No, no You've citrus. You've been drinking lemon juice. You just shut up over there. It's <laughs> Sullivan. That this is why I get why angry. so bitter. They make a small sizes at Sullivan. Have you yeah. had that? It's a Corona size. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Corona line of it. Yeah. Good, good for you. Good cigar. Uh, we'll keep smoking, but we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, will there be a TPE next year? Um, where and when and how will it affect the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association? And there was talk about another competitive show, a different one, coming out. Is this possible? I've been hearing talk at the show, and I'm going to tell you about it. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, 
rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. 
the La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. Hardy har har. Everybody in the audience just heard that drop for the first time. You know, there's people out there in the world that love me. Yeah. <laughs> Even all snotty and gross. We're back. We're smoking the Christoph Criollo. As I return back from the Tobacco Plus Expo, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Criollo, that is a native, right? Uh, That's what the word means? I'll take your word for it. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I believe it's native. I believe that Criollo and Corojo are the same exact seed strain. Nothing at all. Not at all. No, not, not, not at all. In Completely wrong. El Corojo, Cuba, yeah. that they were growing Criollo. And they, it got its they, name because that's where they pulled the seeds out of, but well, it is Criollo as a seed strain. Well, they, if the word means native, they were growing native tobacco. Wherever they're growing tobacco, obviously it's native to whatever it is. So maybe you heard the word. I thought I heard it in Cuba, but not that you yeah. can believe what, everything you hear there. Well, you've been to Cuba? I've been to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was at the Tobacco Plus Expo, and uh, I thought it was awesome. And retailers out there, listen to me. You need to check it out next year because there will be Tobacco Plus next year. Um, this, they also did the uh, Tobacco Business Awards while they were there. This was the third annual Tobacco Business Awards. It took place on January 30th at Club 101, which is where they did the dueling uh, pianos. Um, this owned, is at the Sahara Nightclub. Owned by you, Matt Booth? No. Okay. But he was there. Yeah. But he was there uh, at the Sahara Las Vegas. Sahara Las Vegas used to be the SLS, which is where we stayed. Yep. But now it's the Sahara. Pretty much the same rooms and everything like that. Uh, but they juiced, juiced it up a little bit, spent some money in there. Uh, at this awards, there was um, 300 retailers in attendance, let alone the, all the manufacturers and everybody that was there. 300 retailers. Again, manufacturers, listen to that. You got 300 retailers. Um, they did the uh, Tobacconist of the Year, and there was nominees of all these things. The winner was Sure Thing Cigar out of Florida, Paul Copeland, who I got to meet for the first time. Um, he's a partner with Luke Bryan, the country and western singer, and has a cigar shop. I hear all nice things. I was actually uh, a speaker at one of the... Um, not a speaker, I was the moderator moderator of, of something, and he was, um, so um, he knows his stuff, and I can see uh, why uh, Tobacconist of the Year, uh, hearing nice things about their store, never saw it, but I hear nice things, I hope to see it someday, uh, Paul, um, uh, maybe you, uh, hopefully I made new friends, you know, which, which is what I feel happened also, new people I never met before, and um, sitting there talking shop with people. 
the Hugo Chairman Award is a Lifetime Achievement Award. It went to Hendrik Villiger from Villiger Cigars. The Legacy Award, much like the Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, Legacy went to Carlito Fuente Jr., who flew in to accept the award. Um, boy, he's a great speaker. I'll tell you that. He gets up there and uh, emotional and um, uh, captured everybody's attention and uh, did a great speech. He's deserving award. He does yep. a lot for the children in the Absolutely. Dominican Republic as well. Absolutely. Uh, Dominican Cigar of the Year was the Toro Fuente Hemingway Untold Story. Mm, hard to get. <laughs> I hate when they do it, cigars. Yeah. That I'd like to say to you, oh, let's try one of those, because we don't have any. Um, and most people don't. Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year, Oliva Series V Milanio. That wins so many awards. Yeah. Such uh, a smooth cigar. Yeah. Really. I don't smoke it enough. Really I gotta, balanced. Yeah. It, it always wins a lot of awards. Honduran Cigar of the Year is a workhorse for Rocky Patel. It's the Rocky Patel Edge Sumatra. Yeah. Uh, there's something that doesn't get a lot of attention, I don't think, and it should. No, it was huge. It used to come in those trays of yeah. 100 cigars and yeah. couldn't keep them in stock in the early days. And yeah, it's out there. They still and move. It, yeah, they move like crazy. Boutique Cigar of the Year, which is very interesting. What is a boutique cigar? Um, it was Room 101 with the Doomsayer. I've never had it before, it I don't think. It came out, I think, two years ago. Yeah. Mass Market Product. Remember, this is uh, Tobacco Plus Expo. So Mass Market Cigar of the Year. Interesting. Uh, Davidoff as a Mass Market Product. Interesting when we talk about yeah. this thing. Uh, Davidoff Mini Cigarillo Golds was the Mass Market Product of the Year, meaning it's everywhere, right? Yeah. It's probably sold in maybe gas stations, convenience yep. stores, everything. This is not a premium, but a Mass Market Product. Very interesting. Because I've been trying to connect those dots with yeah, the well, big when, four. And I would never consider Davidoff a mass market right? product. Not so. as a brand, but with those mini cigarillos, you're talking about billions of units, not millions. Which yeah. I've never seen them would. in a gas station. So, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe maybe I, not the gas stations you go to, buddy. I don't go to gas stations anymore. <laughs> Show off. Here we go. Accessory manufacturer of the year, Bovita. We all called that one. Well, they were on both segments of this thing because yeah. they're big into the marijuana trade and, and the whole other side. So they were on both sides of the fence. Over yeah, there. on Twitter, they use that more as an advertising tool than actually using them with cigars. Yeah. It's turned me off. They're booming, though. Yeah. They're booming. Uh, Entrepreneur of the Year. I was nominated, very honored to be nominated, and we joked around on yeah. that little video of what it is. Your reaction was priceless. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen there. This is voted by the people, and nobody knows who I am. Not nobody knows. You know who I am. I know who you are. Yeah. Um, but how was I going to ever beat Pete Johnson? Tatuaje Cigars, the coolest guy in the industry. How am I going to beat him? You weren't. I weren't. I weren't. I didn't. And I'm just so grateful that they didn't read off the vote numbers. There was 11,000 people that voted. 11,000. You got six of those. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them were me twice. Well, they didn't say how much it was, so I consider myself <laughs> in second place. Uh, it was a tie for second place or whatever. If but, you're not uh, first, you're last. There we go. Um, woman of the year, I was so happy for this, Janine Perdomo. Very deserving so, if you don't know her. Uh, and her son, Nicholas, got up and did a, uh, a very awesome uh, uh, acceptance for her. Uh, because I know she was in Nicaragua with Nick at the time. But this is the, the, the people that most people don't know that are behind the scenes. 
and how integral she was with the success of Perdomo, which is a highly successful company. She's 50% uh, of it. Right. And uh, deservingly so, uh, taking nothing away from anybody else you know, that, it's, that it's, was nominated. It's interesting she was in Nicaragua because we mentioned there weren't a lot of principals there. And you have growers, people that are very hands-on in their factory. Nick Perdomo was one of them. Yeah. It'd be hard for him to get there in January. This is when they do all their- prime their, season for Correct. Them. It's showtime. And this is the time also that they do their factory tours mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. And I, because I talked to Nick beforehand and uh, said, you should really go. He says, I can't. I got everything going on. Thing. So they have to run their business too. But uh, think about it. All he is out there, uh, manufacturers. Think about it next year. Um, I'll get into the dates uh, here. Save the date. TPE 2020 is going to be January 27th through 29th. Um, and a big thank you to Ben Simpson, Antonio Reed, and Don Conger, who, who put it together as far as the people I know that I dealt with. I know there must be a lot more people than that, but, but those are the folks that helped me throughout the way with the many hats that I wore. You guys killed it. Uh, fantastic. I hope the PCA looks at it, sees the positive of what the things they did and in, input those in there. Rising tides raise all ships. These guys are doing something right. Learn from what they did right. Competition is good if you understand it and know what to do with it. So do that, and uh, which takes me now to the Great Divide. Um, the big four versus everybody else, the brick and mortars versus the online guys, all the stuff. And not that it, it was discussed and, and certain people talked to me about it and stuff, but it wasn't like it was last year, which was horrible. It took over the show. Uh, well, but, two different shows as well. Yeah. The stuff that took over the show last year was stuff that was happening for that trade show. Yeah. There, there was, there was some chatter about it, um, you know, I know, Barry, you posted something, and I heard it from the horse's mouth, along with other people, mm-hmm. that A.J. Fernandez was out. Right. Then a press release comes out there in, and this, to and me, it, is more pressure. So there was yeah. pressure to get out, and then there was pressure to get in. Very it, small booth, though, this time around. Like, they cut their footprint dramatically. Yeah. Good. Yep. That's not a bad thing. No. That's a good thing. It's a part. Everybody should cut it down. And including the PCA should be demanding that it be cut down. This is, again, the same exact way. If you want to have a wall, you have to go against the wall. If you want to have make noise, you got to take a corner. um, And um, there's no more than 10 boot spaces allowed or something like that. And it, it will improve if you end up doing these things. I think they laid out the show already, unfortunately. Um, so look, look at 2021, maybe, mm-hmm. to end up doing that. I hope you guys on PCA looked at it, observed, and see the positives that were there. Uh, I certainly know that the um, Tobacco Plus Expo looked at IPCPR and took the positives and fixed the negatives and put something like this together. Um I'm looking forward to it next year. I will, I'm definitely going next year. Um, already bought boot space. Uh, I'm in. Taking nothing away from my PCPR because with this line in the sand mm-hmm. bullshit that's going on and the pressure to, to listen, be on our side, I don't like it. I want to be on the side of everybody. I want to be united with all of it. I want to attend every trade show. Um, I love this industry and want to be part of it. Um, they, the, the rumbling that was going on there was there may be a third show 
So we have the IPCPR, now PCA. You have Tobacco Plus Expo. You got the TAA. And now the big four. Get out of here. Are talking about. What? Are talking about (laughs) this fall in Miami. We call that a dick move where I'm from. So, it's like they took their ball and said, I'm not playing with you anymore. We're building our own stadium. Who the hell do they think they're going to get to attend that? And there was talk about this years ago that this. Now there's even more talk about it. And I'm talking about it now as not a fact, but the rumbling that I hear. I believe there's talk about it, but even saying that it's in Miami and it's in the fall. So they're looking at the venue and all that stuff. If there's time to bail on that, bail on it. Do not do this. Do not do this. Big mistake. Don't do it. I'm not attending if you do. Please don't do this. Because this is now getting to be ugly. We have to make decisions and have to do it. And they're so big that they can offer a deal like they, like they never did at the trade shows. You have to be present, which is what they should have been doing. Yeah, right. You have to be present to, be, to get this deal. They may do that and force retailers who buy a lot of product, which would be me, mm. it would cost me a fortune not to attend. And that's the way they could end up doing this thing. Well, that's what hurt attendance of PCA all along. You had the deals that used to be only at the show, yep. but 30 days before the show, the deals become available. By them. Yeah. There's Those no, were the, wor- the worst yeah. offenders of all. Yeah, there was no reason to spend all the money to go yeah. to Vegas. I can get the deals now. Mm. That was not TPE. It was not about going to get the deal. Right. There were deals, but I don't think that was the most beneficial part of it. It was the camaraderie that happens, mm-hmm. the one-on-one with the, with the manufacturers, the educational part mm-hmm. of what this was, seeing, having time to actually see different and new product. And there was some new product there. Where, somewhere I put it here. I'll yeah, see. you had uh, JRE Rancho Luna Grande 7x70s. Yeah. You had the Romeo La Giulietta Real, uh, Reserve Real Nicaragua. Uh, Southern Drawer had a, uh, I think it was a Cedrus Lancero. Uh, Aganorsa had Supreme Leaf. Yeah, uh, I think it was, was a Jacob's Ladder. Lancero was the one. I, no, I, I no, smoked yeah, it this week. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder is an existing line that uh, the the rep stopped by and visited and gave us one. Uh, but I think it was this ninety nine percent. It was the Cedrus Lancero. I believe so. That they did just for the show. Um, also, I I didn't put here is. The Rocky Patel Champion Cigar. Right. Yeah. Remember world, we Yeah, World Champion Cigar Smoke World Cigar Smoking Championship. So, WCSC falls yeah. off the tongue. You remember doing it with the Macanoodle, yeah, right? I remember having so, a plugged cigar. So you couldn't buy the Macanoodle anywhere. Oh, only in Europe, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that was part of the problem that happened there also. And um, Rocky said, okay, I'll do it, but I'm going to make it available. So we'll do it when we get them, and we're just a couple weeks away. Yep. One of the sizes is the the Mareva, which is the actual size. I think it's uh, 5 by 43. Yeah, maybe 4 and 3 quarters by 43. And I think the record is keeping it lit, not going out, smoking it for over three hours. Right. And and I met the guy that was the record holder, um, which was great. And we had the the former record holder on the show before. And um, 
there was no sample or anything. Uh, they told me, you know, when they get it, they'll make sure we get it right away or something so we can play around with it. And, and Robert Holtz on Facebook Live, and he just confirmed it is the Cedrus Lancer. Okay, okay. So there, there was new product. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch too, but there was new product there. Um, this is a great time for new product for me personally. Right. Uh, it's February, and by the time I get the product, it will be March, and then we start – building it, and at the end of the year, we have a, a best cigar of the year as opposed to get something in October, and how could that be the best cigar of the year, and it, it didn't go through its process or anything. Yeah. Um, I, I went, I spent a lot of money buying a lot of product. Um, everything all in all, I mean, it, it was a great show. It was a great show, and they, they're missing the boat if, um, if they don't, if they don't catch it. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Who would win this hypothetical battle? I want to briefly talk about last week, yeah? I'd like to uh, have a an audible on this. Okay. Would it be the regular brown stock paper towels out of a paper towel dispenser to blow your nose with? No. Or disposable shop towels? Because believe it or not, the brown towels are way better. They're smoother. Oh, they're less oh, aggressive. Really? <laughs> how, about, like how, about, how about a tissue? <laughs> I don't have any tissues. Yeah, it wasn't in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. Huh. Well, why don't you do the Barry Stein? Yeah, sleeve? It's, it's sleeve inside of your shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I, my shirt's too tight. And I, and I see you're wearing a um, Perdomo Yeah, I got a hoodie. Perdomo hoodie. My boy Nicholas. Nicholas Suchi, I believe his last Not name Nicholas is. Not Nicholas Perdomo. No. He uh, overheard me saying on a previous show that I wanted to get one of these, and he sent it to me as a birthday present. Wow. So pretty sweet. Thank you, Nicholas. And I, by, by the way, I love it. And how do you get those things? You buy them from Perdomo? I think you got to buy them from Perdomo. Really? Yeah. I'll be doing that myself. Okay, back to the matchup of the week. Paul McCartney, who actually was at the Super Bowl. I saw mm. him there. I was at the Super Bowl. You didn't bump into him. I didn't bump into him, but he was there. Versus Mick Jagger in a fight. Fist fight. Old school, in the, in the playground, today. Not in their prime, today. Today. It's Mick Jagger. Yeah, Mick Jagger is still more active. He moves around on stage more. He'll be able to dance around Paul McCartney. I don't know about dance around him. They're both going to break a hip during the <laughs> scuffle. But I think it's, I think it's Mick Jagger. He's definitely got that street tough look I, to him. I think there'll be a lot of hair pulling and slapping. Neither uh, of them can fight, right? <laughs> no way. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I think we do have to go with Mick Jagger on that yeah, one. Yeah, I would think Paul McCartney's a healthier guy. Mm. Vegan for years. and He'll be weak. He'll be weak? From his vegan pursuit. Back in the day, I would say Mick Jagger would kick his ass. Yeah. But today, still... They're both aging so. at the same rate. Yeah. Mick Jagger was the tough guy, rock guy, right? And yeah, I think he's more active these days. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I think he did more yeah. drugs and stuff, though. He still moves around very well I think on he probably stage. did more regular drugs, but not as much LSD. Ah. And I think that might be the big game changer. Mm. Ah, no, he LSD is the negative no Lucy thing. in the sky with diamonds. He didn't Lucy in the sky with diamonds. That shit. No, no. All right. So it, it is Paul McCartney. Does a quick little it, bump, it, punches McCartney out, goes back and does <laughs> another bump, and moves about his day. So Mick Jagger three to one. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mick Jagger. 
Um, so I uh, was smoking the Christoph Criollo, and I had dinner with Jared Trudeau from Christoph. That's the J- JT Christoph, right? That's right. With him. We went to a place called Lavo. So I'm going to just give you a little um, food thing of should you go, where to go. Because last time I told you, go to Sinatra's and get the veal on the bone, right? Veal Parmesan, yeah, bone in. because it's exceptional. Exceptional. So this time was Lavo. Never went to Lavo before. And uh, You didn't get the meatballs. I got the meatball as the appetizer. We got multiple meatballs as the appetizer. One meatball, $25. See, you told, you told me before it was a $25 meatball. I figured it was this huge softball-sized meatball. But now you're saying you had multiples. What was it? Was it a golf ball size? How was big, big was the it was meatball? A, it was a big meatball, but it wasn't an enormous was meatball, it but it was a big meatball. A baseball or a softball? It was a baseball. Baseball. And the meatball in the sauce on a plate with um, the the um, ch- cheese from um, a ravioli. That, that would be what? What's ricotta? It? Ricotta on top. And the guy brings it out and he You're says... You're the worst Italian I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Then they said, would you like us to cut this for you? And I said, sure. And he squished the regatta into the meatball and then cut it into fours. Hmm. And there was multiple meatballs. Anyway, let me tell you, it was a great meatball and I would buy another $25 meatball because it was great. I can't stop thinking about it. Can you, br- can you buy 50 of those and we'll enter that meatball <laughs> It into- would win. It would win, but it's too big in size, so it can't be in the meatball competition. Better than soccer, eh? It was the best meatball I ever ate. Hmm. Let alone the whole, you know, the meal was good, the restaurant was great, everything was good, but let's concentrate on the meatball, which was in a in, on the menu in a square, and I put a box around that they want your attention to go onto the meatballs. Because so it's $25. It costs a dollar to make a meatball. It was worth it was worth it. I'm telling you, Lavo, you go there, get the meatball. Now, the place itself was interesting because it was an Italian restaurant. was high-end. We had cocktails before and everything. Nice tables, That's nice seats. That's where J.C. Newman had their party. Okay. Yes. Yes. It didn't look like that at all because their party was set up. Sure. But, but that makes sense. Okay. Um The music that was played there, you go into a restaurant like that, you expect... Frank Sinatra music or some quiet, soft music. One it was hope. loud rap. Ugh. And that was happening everywhere, by the way. I look at the audience that was there that was, you know, middle-aged white guys. and A.K.A. the Yields. And uh, they're playing that music. Why? You got to play to your audience, not to what you dig. That's the only negative I'll say. The food was great. Um I don't know how the bill was because they paid. I offered, but that was thank you. Uh, not necessary, but appreciated. Um, I know the meatball cost $25. I know that. Hmm. Uh, but it was, it was exceptional. Turn the music down and change the channel. That's all I can say to Lavo, but it was, it was great. So what do you think, uh, Mr. Jonathan, of Christoph Criollo that you want, you're not smoking? Doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter <laughs> to you. I'm just joking. I don't even want to hear your opinion. Tastes like a hint of Robitussin and NyQuil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, did have, it did have some nutty components. Barron's was on the, uh, on the money there. There was a little, yeah. a little uh, the, the rye, lemongrass going on. Yeah, the rye is dissipating. I'm definitely getting that lemongrass right now. It's changing. Huh? Yeah. 
Even with my nose all stuffed you've up, I'm still this, pulling off. You've had it a hundred times. Yeah, I pulled it out of my memory. Yeah. Ed Sullivan, is it, is it up your... It, it, it nailed it? Three weeks in a row. You know, th- this would not be normally my go-to, but it's got great flavor. And for a change of pace for me, based on what I usually smoke, this is a good one. A little more than medium? Six... Six. 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 Well, I, six. I might give you six. All right. And I say that because you look at it and you think it's a 10. Yeah. You think it, it's going to be strong. It looks like it's a strong cigar. Yeah, I wouldn't say 10 because it's not ultra dark. Yeah. But it definitely looks stronger than it is. So if, if you want to look like I do holding a cocktail, a manly mm-hmm. cocktail, <laughs> I, can, I can have this cigar and look like I'm smoking a manly How cigar. How manly too. can you possibly be if the first word in what you're holding is cock that's my question to you it's a drink you're holding a drink as you well, were it, what, what is a cocktail <laughs> compared to a drink same or a little it, little more expensive does it need yeah. to does it need to have mixer in it to yeah be a i would think a cocktail is a mixed drink where, okay. where a drink is something straight okay i had um like an old-fashioned old-fashioned is, is what i drank i got a martini actually at lavo and when I went That's to Miami. That's a cocktail. Okay. Even though it's usually just straight vodka or sometimes it's So that's the vermouth, opposite of what you or said. Or sometimes a touch of vermouth. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's in a martini glass, so it's yeah. more yeah. elaborate. I had the martini if you're and a lava. Man, you have good. a drink. And if you're less than a man, it's a cocktail. You would just leave it at that. It doesn't matter if it's mixed or not. And if you're Jonathan, you like, never mind. Cocktail bar? I don't know. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I got a new cigar from the show that we will light up as we talk about last week's show. I want to talk about that. Not TPE, but the Cigar Authority. Yikes. Was it a train wreck? I'll be the judge of that. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils 
bottles of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras 
from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Vamos, vamos. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. And he was there. I saw him. We're back with our number two. Must I go away again, or do these guys have it? I don't know. I got to figure it out. Rudy says we had it. You had it? You know we killed it. Was I gone too long? Because I was gone eight days. That was the longest I've ever been away. Well, so I missed you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Nobody killed each other. We, we survived. Yeah. Uh, all right, so um, I saw a cigar at the show. I lit it up at the show. I bought it uh, because I tried to do what Cal Malone told me to do, is make a decision right away. And uh, this is a cigar, Barry. So what do we have? Yep, today's second cigar is Juarez, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua for Crown Heads. The size that we're lighting up is four and three quarters by 52, which is called OBS. The wrapper is San Andreas, the binder is Ecuadorian Sumatra, and the fill is from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. A single cigar is just $5.99, while a box of 20 is $106.99, which is a savings of almost $13 or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Do we have it already? Yes, we do. Wow. Beautiful. So they ship wrapper. So, so Juarez. This is five bucks? Yep, $5.99. Juarez so with a J. Yeah, so it's not named after the murder capital of the world, Juarez, Mexico. It's actually inspired by the song Cocaine Blues, which was written by Bob Dylan and made popular by Johnny Cash. There we go. That's why you like it, Johnny Cash. Took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. Um, so I saw it there. I said, I never had the cigar before. Let me give it a try. I lit it up. We're talking about the cigars and other things. And then I said to him, what's the retail on this? And he says, six bucks. I said, get out of here. Because I thought he was going to say $10 or whatever. And he said, six. And I said, I got to do it. So... I thought it was an unbelievable value. We got him in on Wednesday. This will be my 11th one that I've smoked since Wednesday. Cheap bastard. (laughs) For for the money, man. This is unbelievable. Now, you say it was made in Nicaragua. Do you know who made it? (coughs) Yeah, it's it's made at at a small factory called Tabaculera Pachado, which is headed up by Don Aredo Pachado, a third-generation farmer with Cuban roots, who was mentored by Arsenio Ramos, who rose to fame as the ah. master blender with Agadosa. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put down, by the way, the Christoph Criollo for now. I'm going to go back to that later because I still have half the cigar to go. Mm-hmm. We smoked that for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a half and 
You did a lot of talking, but it was a slow smoke. Wow, it burned slow. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold draw, fudge. Fudge. (laughs) Like fudge-stripe cookies without the cookie. Those that are listening and not watching, it's a dark cigar. So okay, Barry, way off. These are golden grams without the milk. Barry, you're you saying know. you get a fudge-stripe cookie and then scrape all the fudge off. Yep. And, and that's what you and have. Just no, have the fudge. he said scrape the cookie off so you leave the fudge. Get it straight, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a harder big difference. to scrape the cookie off. That's what makes it so But that's so why unbelievable. It's, it is what it is, but it's not even that anyways. It's... This is you know golden gram cereal. So what you guys are telling me is. It is, right? Barry's right. He is right. Uh, it's fudge. That, that is the I'm right sound effect. Really? You senile little bastard. Mm-hmm. Hold it, on. My mouse moved on me. It is. Barry's it's too late. You already gave it to me. It's fudgy. And That's it is his maiden, maiden name. <clears throat> fudgy the whale. Oh, uh, I love us. <laughs> the Santa. It was all the same. You know what I'm saying. Fudgy the whale. Is, is that only a New England thing? It is anybody going to know? Yeah. Yeah. Carvel so, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> they had this this one mold, and you could get three different cakes out of it. Well, it was Santa. It in, was in a Christmas. leprechaun. It was. Oh, fudgy I didn't know the there whale. was a leprechaun. Oh, yeah. Fudgy the whale. The fudgy the whale was sideways, <laughs> and then uh, the other one was was top to bottom. Barry the fat guy knew it right <laughs> off the bat. It's his hero, Fudgy the whale. We're gonna light our cigar today with the wow, it is, It's fudgy. It's fudgy. It's like a fudgical. You guys almost done? It's it's amazing that it's so spot on. Barry that's his maiden name. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Cyclone. The Vertigo Cyclone features dual action. You do have to pop the top. You push the button down, three jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You got easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $12.99. Some retailers will sell this two for 20 We do. It's the Vertigo Cyclone. It's the original Vertigo. This is the workhorse of the Vertigo uh, portfolio. Yep. You know how many times that's wound up in my washing machine and it comes out still working? This went to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. From Vegas, it went to Miami. From Miami, it went home. And here it is still. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, smoked a lot of cigars mm-hmm. and only filled it up once. So it's, it's, it almost has to hurt them. Because when you have a $10 lighter that lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Jonathan knows. You really market it to the guys who lose them constantly, and they, they still come back and buy two at a time. It's unbelievable. It, it is uh, the magic of this lighter is unbelievable. If, if retailers aren't carrying it, they're missing a boat here. My God. And, 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 uh, and Alan Gold's on Facebook Live watching. So. Here we go. This is the – they're all great, but this one is is the magic one. Like, how the hell did they do it like this? It's crazy. So anyway, last week's show. First off, uh, you guys did your homework. You worked hard. You were prepared. You weren't lacking of things you were going to talk about. So uh, I know you worked on it for weeks and weeks. So there's the positive part of it. You're welcome. I guess. I think I went through the Pennsylvania broadleaf too quick. 
Like, I think I need to slow down. That, that was my one criticism of myself. But I remember once leaving, and the show lasted an hour 20 instead yeah. of two hours or something. You completely ran out of stuff. So you were overprepared. And uh, we still struggle to get past 140. We, we, we yeah. struggle at the end to make up an extra 10 minutes. All right. So um, I think you missed a couple of things. One was a drop that Ed Sullivan did on the Chinese pea pods with cinnamon. This was a big deal because it's brought up so often on the show. One time. It's been brought up by me no. two or three times. I've only ever said it as a flavor profile two or three times. Right. And this was, so the odd thing is you brought a, a flavor profile up how many years ago? Nine years ago? It was a long yeah. time ago. And people still say it. Oh, Jonathan with his flavor notes, Chinese pea pods. He, did, he said that nine years ago, and it's still stuck. And here, one yeah. of our listeners told us exactly where it was. Yeah, I think it went something like this. Cinnamon Chinese pea pods. That's what this is. Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. I wasn't appalled by him. And that's, no, that's a, you were appalled by pea pods. Because, because maybe it was that kind of flavor note that had it with cinnamon um, on it. I believe it was an E.P. Carrillo Maduro. It's unbelievable. I got to end up trying that cigar again. We got to go to it just to just, just to, to see. To see. Uh, but you guys, he, he he drops it and nothing is said. So part of that constructive criticism to you is you had something else on your notes is the next thing you're going to get to, and you let that go by because you weren't even listening. Oh, I heard it. You heard it, but you, you <laughs> what, what am I? What am I supposed to say? I said Chinese pea pods. That was my thing. Barry didn't shit on me for well, it. I was expecting it. I was expecting to, I have, to have a comeback. I believe you shit on you so much about it. I believe you, like, you, yeah. you had said before that you never said it. That is not true. And there it was being said. But anyway, <laughs> that, that was part of it. Another thing was the... Um, Two ass hats that were on the panel with me. Yeah. Never seen Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Dalton from Roadhouse. You never even saw it. No. No desire to see it. Oh, you have to see it's it. Patrick Swayze. I don't like him. 1989 classic. You got to see it. You he's, will like it. He's, he's a, like a real ghost now, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a real ghost. <laughs> All right. Hashtag but, too soon? <laughs> but this, this was in the prime. After the only movie I ever saw with him that I liked was Red Dawn, the original Red Dawn, because you didn't see Roadhouse, no desire to, because you didn't see it. You don't I have put it on to. in the house. My wife's gonna go. Oh, we should watch Dirty Dancing next. No, no, <laughs> you don't want to see Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen Dirty Dancing? No, I haven't. But it's just gonna make me watch it. Liar. You, watch, you watch The Godfather. You gotta watch this. That's watch like something for days. Nah, it's like Summers B. You know, you don't need to see Summers B either. But <laughs> you need to see Roadhouse. That is your homework this week. Mm -hmm. See Roadhouse. It's awesome. Um, and the other and last thing I think was um, somebody shit on the Cigar Authority logo. You didn't stand up for the for the logo, the it, flag it, of the cigar authority. It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been Barry that wrote in. <laughs> I mean, I it's it's not, it's, it's not really marketable. It's you know, it's base O two font. It's you know, what does that mean? That's the name of the font <laughs> that's used for the cigar authority. 
it's just, I don't know. Like, you can't really put it on a hat. You can't really put it on a shirt. We it's, got it on hats and shirts. They're yeah, available. It just, for- it, no, I don't know. Like, we need, like, you know, I used to have that cartoon caricature logo on my old website. Get in trouble for cartoons. I did it with yeah, Two Guys Smoke Shop, that's, right? Uh, becomes- that's marketable. I don't know. Maybe we should hold a contest. So we got our 10-year anniversary coming up. Hmm. We could change our logo on our 10-year anniversary. It's coming up real soon, but we, we need could change our logo. logo anytime we want. But 10-year anniversary does seem apropos. So how about we have our listeners, especially the ones that say it sucks, do a better job, send it to us. If yeah. it's a better job and we end up using it, I'll send you a prize. I can't send you cigars because that's illegal. All right. So you can't do it through the contact us page. So if you want to submit a logo, send it to Barry at the and I'll forward it with the to the guys and we'll all take a look at it. And if somebody creates something that we like, maybe we'll Dave will uh, give you a price. In the meantime, maybe I'll put a professional on it, or do I let them go for a week? No, let them go first. For a week or so? Yeah. yeah let them weeks. go for the rest of February, and then we'll throw it out to a February, three weeks. Yeah. Time uh, for a new logo. By the way, Jonathan, uh, Janine loves your hoodie. I love this hoodie, too. I love it, too. Good hoodie. He's wearing, how many layers are you wearing right now today? He's, six. He's six. He's got a whole bunch of layers on, so. I like the it's hoodie. somewhat covered up. I like the hoodie, but I have a problem with the hoodie. It stops two sizes too small. Ah, <laughs> or do they have a problem with you? You go two sizes too much. That's more than likely what it is. So. No, I pay an extra $10 for for the extra material. Are you down a size? Uh, I am down a size and a half. All right. So, like, I could button the last button, but if I sat, that button's hitting a studio audience in the eye. <laughs> and, and you plan on dropping another size and a half? I am, at least. So, the goal is. To get down to the size that fits. Oh, once I get and down, I'll buy you the hoodie. Oh. Once I get down to that size. Oh, I if it's free, fits for Barry, he's in. Well, then he got to drop two sizes. Once I get down right. to that size, I'm emailing every manufacturer. This fat bastard now fits into your swag. Send me a shirt. Uh, I'm going to well, weasel up everybody You'll have a new wardrobe. I'll buy you the shirt, as I should. But you got to drop two sizes to get down to mm-hmm. it. So we got a goal. Challenge accepted. All right. Beautiful. Good. You could just buy the shirt now, and I could wear it on top of all my other layers for when I need to be warmer. You got to start eating. Start eating food. It's bullshit. Yeah. You're sickly. You no, never was not sickly, sickly before. You are. You're I sick. am not sickly. You look sickly. Yeah. You are sickly. I caught a little, a little chest cold. Yeah. Gaunt. You're right, Barry. Yeah. And it's been going on for days. Days. You will 36 this hours. You will this away. I'm willing it away. All It'll right. be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> right. So all in all, the show was very good. Uh, best yet that you did it alone. So uh, let's get ready because, you know, in January, um, I will be going away. You mean May? May. 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 I'm going away, and you guys got to do it again probably twice because I'm going for a couple of weeks. All right. So do that. And, and last but not least, thank you. And I know he's listening, but thank you for smoking the Jacob's Ladder last You're week. You're that very strong. welcome. It would have yeah. been way too much for you. That was strong. <laughs> For you guys to say it was a 10 on strength. Right. It was off your scale. Yeah, you would have seen into the future. It's the only Jacob's Ladder I have not never smoked because everybody just keeps wanting me to do it. I'll do it one of these days, but I have never actually smoked it. We carry it. It sells. I'm sure a great cigar, but I'm not up for – I got to get in the mood to end up – 
doing something that's going to hit me in the face. It has that, that quintessential Pennsylvania broadleaf taste. And it starts off strong. Right, right off the bat. Yeah, actually, I thought it mellowed after the first yeah, third. Around it the halfway did. point. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It went from a, a 10 to a 9.5. Oh, my <laughs> God. Still that eye. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And Hochi Blanco's Indian Head Tobacco was burglarized this week, with thieves entering through the roof where they quickly disabled the security cameras. The thieves took inventory that recently arrived worth $350,000. Oh, my God. The company doesn't expect much of a slowdown, however, as another container was already en route to the warehouse from the Dominican Republic. What a shame. Uh, So they're asking any retailers that are offered uh, great market material to let the uh, Miami-Dade Police Department know about it. Absolutely. The key is not to buy it. Yep. Even though it's a great deal that they're going to do it, you don't buy from thieves. You're part of the problem if you end up doing it. Say no. And uh, the FDA announced this week that warning labels are illegal. Originally, the FDA wanted to put warning labels on boxes taking up to 30% of real estate. And additionally, advertisement would have had 20% of the ad taken up with a warning. All right. Huge win yep. there. Yep. Huge. Yep. And let me let me give the uh, the thumbs up to the PCA here. Because I know they fought very, very hard for that mm-hmm. to happen, uh, along with the CAA, Cigar mm-hmm. Association of America. Those are the two I'm tipping my hat to. Mm-hmm. If there was others, great, thank you. But I know the work that was done on there for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I always say that they keep losing. They lose, lose, lose. Big win. Huge. Huge. Yep. Judge Abbott Meta stated in his ruling that it would be a violation of the First Amendment, which is actually the same ruling that the New York City uh, labels had. They used to have the picture of somebody with rotted teeth yeah. on it, and that was a violation of a First Amendment. And another good sign for the cigar industry, Judge Meta also chastised the FDA, stating that they have failed to offer a rational connection between facts and judgment. And that's they, what's up in the cigar. Boy, world. I, I am feeling, as I talk to a lot of people down there at the trade show, uh, we're feeling like we got another shot here of, you know, being separated mm-hmm. out because it is a different product and people are starting to get it. So, Just hope when they create a definition for premium cigar, they don't create it with a $10 price tag. Well, that happened in New Hampshire, which was at $2, right? right? And we ended up overturning it after a while because why does a financial amount of money have anything to do with it? If I change the price all of a sudden, it is a different product? No, it is not. It's a product's a product. So it is the argument to have there. And that's how I overturned it here. So I don't think it was overturned anywhere else, but it was overturned here in New Hampshire. That's how it was done. Listen to me. That's the, that's the play of how it worked in the past. So at least add that to your arsenal that it is a – the product, if if I got a deal on the product, how does it turn into a different product? It's still right. the same product. So price should have nothing to do with it. Okay. That's it? That's it. That's what's up in the cigar world. All right. Uh, coming up on the show, Steve Zengel is going to join us for the first time. He has a brand called Los Cadios. 
Did I say that right? Los Cadios. This is a brand that was made to help fund um, policemen, originally for policemen, um, fallen policemen, and money, a dollar per cigar, goes to that fund to help the families out of fallen policemen. Later on, people came to him and said, how about the fallen firefighters? So he makes a second one uh, for the fallen firefighters in a red band for the firefighters, Mm -hmm. the blue band for both in the same box. Yeah. no, they have both separate. Yeah, uh, on the store level, uh, they're in both boxes. Uh, if you buy a box like online, um, it's a ten count box, and it's either fire department or blue or red. Okay, police department. The okay. blend is identical. I've the blend is one hundred percent identical. The same everything. It's just the color. Of the There's beer. a twenty count box that's a store display that's half and half. Okay, that's how I where I see it like that. Okay, so um, if you end up liking the uh, or you want to support the police. You buy a box of police, you want to support the fire department, you, you buy the red one, uh, and that money goes mm-hmm. separated. When they sell a red one, it's going to go to the fallen fire, the blue one to the police. And if you're, you know, if you're a member of the police department and you're buying a box because uh, of your, your fellow brothers of, the, of blue, buy at least one of the red. Show some love. Right, right. You know, you guys work together. So Steve will talk to us about that. Um, noble guy, noble cause. Um We'll see what it's all about next week, and we'll get into it with him. Um, the following week, um, the prediction show. It's going to be fun. I want to talk to you guys in yeah, advance you, of you, it. Uh, you may have left some of your notes. I, I saw them. you say that. So You are, uh, in Look some you. ways, you're, you're spot on, I think, and in other ways, a little bit of a stretch. And in some, batshit crazy. So I want How do you, you feel about him rifling through your drawers like I, that? I, I he don't. left me the stuff. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Well, you say this is none of my business. I'm not going to. Didn't say anything one. about none of my business, but I saw that it was for an upcoming show. But I show. want it to be part of your business. I want you guys to come and, and add to this show, too. I could see you could do it if you wanted to. You did a show and it had information on it. So have some of your predictions also. I you don't you, have to have a ton. I told you doing a good job is going to add to more see? work. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought I told you to shut up, and that hasn't worked. <laughs> Okay, and then we so got a, a leap year edition coming up uh, for February 29th, and then a no Ed Sullivan's going away. I'm going away. Where are you going? Uh, podcast convention. Oh, all right. I'll learn things. Learn about podcasting. And all your friends in the podcast business that- Both of them? No. I have more. He has more, and he has one that has joined the care package. He, right, Jim Collison. He joined the care package. So you actually turned it into a sale. From Home Gadget Geeks. Shout ah. out to Jim. He Jim. listens to the show now. Hey, hey, Jim. Our apologies, Jim. Did I meet Jim? No, I don't no? believe okay. you have. I met Dave Jackson. You sure did. Right here. Came up here. <laughs> We're talking about Hall of Fame podcast people. Not like us. These are people that really know what they're doing. <laughs> Except for Ed. Ed knows what he's doing. That's why he's going to a podcast convention. Hey, it could be worse. We could be a bunch of hacks. So I went to the Super Bowl. Uh, great time. Got to see a whole bunch of stuff and people in Miami and all that bumped stuff. Bumped into Jamie Foxx. I did. Literally. I, I, I bumped into him. Um, Cam Newton. Please tell me you didn't take any tips from him on how to dress us at work. I thought he was <laughs> part of the 
of the Fig Newton family. <laughs> it was the wrong guy. I said, oh, the, he's... Of the big, Fig Newton? Big, big, big fan. He said, thank you. And I said, I've been eating them for years. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Fig, fig Newton? No. Yeah. Oh, no. I saw a picture of you and him. It looks like he gets his hair done the same place Coolio does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great time. But what I did miss going to the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl commercials and the smart car. Smart car. Smart car. Smart uh, Tony V. Tony V. Who was on our show. Yep. And is now uh, move, moving so up. Great to the see. The power of that commercial, I went bowling the day of the Super Bowl, big ball bowling. While the Super Bowl was going on? While the Super Bowl was going on. And just before halftime, they put it up on the projector up on the wall. And I was trying to ignore it because I really I couldn't tell what the score was. It was loud, obnoxious. So we're messing around bowling. And then I see the commercial come on and I make everybody stop. And watch, because my boy Tony V is going to be in the commercial. So we watched it, and that's all anybody talked about the rest of the time that it we was were bowling. Big. It was well, big. That Sonata ain't got no driver. It ain't got no driver. Ain't on dri- um, he's on Dueling Comedians. If you're looking for a podcast with Tony V, find Dueling Comedians. Uh, also, the intro to the Ashhole Show. And Aaron seems to love that. It cracks him up every time. Yeah. So that that's the intro of the Ashhole. So we, we got a little connection uh, going on with the Super Bowl. Um, but right now, uh, Juarez is what we're smoking. $5.99 cigar, burning perfectly. Yeah. Notes, Tastes great. Notes of chocolate, underlying sweetness. Uh, Whoever that factory is, they did a great job with it. I like what it tastes like. I, the price is unbelievable. Yeah, this one had to be easy decision for you. If you mm. tried it and then heard the price, you'd certainly jump right in. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. I was smoking it and saying, wow, it's really good. And then I heard the price, and that was the, the There were very few cigars out of Nicaragua where uh, I would say Padron-esque. So many companies try to be yeah. Padron. This is very much like the 1000 Series in the Maduro. A little toned a little down. Less, a little less strength. Yeah. But as far as the chocolatey component that you get mm-hmm. out of Padron Maduro, that's, that is what I'm picking up here. I think the chocolate's a little bit more enhanced, and the retrohale is extremely smooth. There's like almost no pepper. I don't have any yeah. ability to retrohale yeah. or else I'd try it. it. It adds a little hint of caramel. Yeah, I don't want to see that retro. No. It's there's not also a, smoke. No. <laughs> there's a little bit of the powder from Bazooka Bubblegum. Yeah, no. Anything? No. Not bad. Not bad. Really? Huh? You're We're, giving you them that? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. For a guy who's got his nose all stuffed up, I'm, I'm still pretty on it, Sullivan. I'm not giving them anything. The, more of the powder on the one that you get the baseball cards, you get the hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bazooka bubblegum. It's not yeah, bazooka. It's not bazooka. Whatever yeah. the hell that is. Yeah, right? Yeah. But not the one that came with tops, the one that came with flair. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's good. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I thought the show was good, but some of the listeners felt exactly the same way. We're going to hear from the audience and see what they have to say in the mailbag. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. 
the Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. 
the nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with Smokin' Juarez. That's J-U-A-R-E-Z. Juarez. And reflecting on last week's show and some of the people that listen in, wrote in, and we're going to hear from them right now. So what do you got, Mr. J? Um, this person was too much of a poussoir to put their real name Although their email didn't bounce back, and as per my own rules, I figured I should read it. I started listening to the podcast recently, and for the most part, enjoyed doing so while lighting one up. Throughout the episodes I've listened to, there have been many false facts, aka lies. False facts. That John almost exclusively states while trying to argue his point. That would be you. I don't know, because there's no one on the panel named John. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) They're usually not cigar-related, so I don't care to write in and correct them. This changed while listening, not live, to the 2120 episode. John addressed a question about temperature and cigar beetle slash larva. You hate this guy already. He's calling you John over and over (laughs) again. Oh, he's pushing it. (laughs) (laughs) He stated that the cigar beetles need temperatures above 72 degrees Fahrenheit to hatch, which is not true. Really? I said... That they need temperatures above 72 and humidity above 72. You did. That has been left out of this. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure where you learned this purported fact, but it is not true. Is that a word? According to a scientific research article linked below titled, Low Temperature is an Alternative to Fumigation to Disinfect Stored Tobacco of the Cigarette Beetle, it plainly states that most Ah. cigar beetle lava hatch within four weeks at 20 degrees uh, Celsius or 68 degrees Fahrenheit. The conclusion of the research is to maintain tobacco below 18 degrees Celsius, 64.4 degrees Fahrenheit to stop the reproductive cycle oh, of this the tobacco is, This is a scientist beetle. guy, but he did mention cigarette beetle, right? Yeah. Cigar okay. slash cigarette. Uh, if you are the cigar authority, shouldn't you check your facts to disseminate truths and not lies? I lies. You have a pretty broad audience, and based on your lie... They Lies. probably think that keeping their cigars at 70 degrees Fahrenheit will keep the beetles at bay, when according to science, that is not the case. Hopefully, you will bring this up on a future show and rectify this mistake. We're never going to so talk about So that your this. listeners are well-informed <laughs> and not given a false sense of security when it comes to temperature and beetles. Now, in doing more research to make sure that the, 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 the article was with respect to the Japanese cigarette beetle, which is essentially the same. There's three main beetles that would consume tobaccos. It's essentially the same as ones you'd find in Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and so forth. The article never mentions anything about 
humidity in the entire article, and it does say that it received different results from the other two major studies done on the same tobacco beetle. Uh, I did misspeak. When I said minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit, I meant minus 10 degrees Celsius. I'm sorry. I don't refer to things in Celsius. I lost that fact. And all of the data in this guy's email comes from the abstract. He clearly didn't read the study because the study admits to the possible lack of accuracy due to the use of laboratory specimen rather than getting the tobacco beetles from the, the wild. So what Stuck I'll say that, is, what you're no, saying? what I'll say is, you know, in your attempt to prove me wrong, that's fine. You just didn't get all the facts. The reality is that if you can maintain an environment below 72% and below 72 degrees, for the vast majority of cigars, and there are, the, the study does mention that there are certain times where the beetle larva becomes less susceptible to the cold because of a genetic mutation. Yes, you can at some point get tobacco beetles. You should check your supply often. But by and large, if the cigar manufacturer did what they're supposed to do, which is hit that minus 10 degrees Celsius before Minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit. It's Celsius. I think you're wrong. Okay, well... Because I, our sub-zero freezers are minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Celsius, and you get confused too because you're, you're thinking in terms of American temperature. It's Celsius. Our fat checker is going... It's a fact checker, not a fat checker. <laughs> <laughs> our facts checker fact. is checking there. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Fahrenheit, but let's see. Okay, so... Anyways, the, the, if, you can ma if you can maintain an environment that, as I said, in, that, in the low 60s as far as your humidity, you really run very little chance of having tobacco beetles infest your supply. Does that make him a chubby checker? <laughs> if he's a fat checker. Yeah. <laughs> actually, according to this article, a sub-zero refrigerator uh, doesn't actually get down to sub-zero. Well, now, that would be a lot. Yeah. What, temp it, what temperature should a sub-zero refrigerator be? And it says 38 Fahrenheit. Yeah, but sub-zero is a brand of refrigerator. You're not checking ah. the friggin' real facts, you lazy bastard. Check the... Never mind. <laughs> this is where I get angry. I believe... I, I own the freezer. And, and, uh, and the freezer it goes to zero degrees Fahrenheit. 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 The freezer aspect is zero degrees Fahrenheit. Which is also zero degrees Celsius. But the one we... No, zero degrees Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit. Right. 32. Oh, right. I'm sorry. That would just be a regular freezer. Freezing. So we bought the one that goes 10 below zero, which is about minus 17 Celsius. So I believe I'm right and you're wrong. Minus 17 Celsius is lower than minus 10 Celsius. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. Which I wrong. said minus 10 Celsius you can do about it. is what you have to hit. Minus 10 Celsius is only... Yeah, minus 10 Celsius. 30, to 30 degrees, 25 degrees is... Uh, 12, 11... 13 so. degrees, 13, yeah. 14 degrees is exactly minus 10. Yeah. Which is all it has to hit. No. According to all my research. No, not according to mine. All right. <laughs> that was riveting. I, well, <laughs> let's take a peek into the asylum from my friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. 
Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> this week, Two Guys Smoke Shop put up on Facebook that we are hiring sales associates for all three retail stores in New Hampshire. Meanwhile, in Cottonwood, Arizona, the local police department put out an ad that they were hiring. However, the person that answered the ad currently had an arrest warrant out for him for stealing $5,000 from the Bank of America in the same town. For a year, the police department had no luck catching the man until he showed up for his interview. Needless to say, he didn't get his job, but he won an all-expense-paid trip to jail, where there will be plenty of deposits made. And that's not only saying it's asylum. Oh, God. That's right. Okay. All right. This is uh, Tom writing in through the Contact Us page. How is it going, gentlemen and Jonathan? Sorry, I had to. (laughs) I've been listening to the show for about six months now, and you have saved my boredom on my long commutes across the country for work. I've taken your advice and not gone and listened to the old shows, but from time to time, I've had to when I'm caught up and have a long drive ahead of me. Not recommended. I was listening to today's disaster. Sorry, I mean show without Dave. And had some follow-up questions when it came to the humidor's conversation. Ah. I have a nice 300-count desktop humidor that I've been using, as well as a tupidor for my overflow. I've been looking into getting one of those cooler humidors or cooladors uh, and wanted to know if you had any input. Similar to some of the input you heard on the last show of last week, the temp in my house tends to fluctuate quite a lot. Up in the summer months when my wife needs fresh air in the house and down in the winter because of my cheapness, I mean frugalness, Uh, or when we're away for a while up in New Hampshire getting some skiing in. I've been having trouble keeping the temperature and humidity at bay in my humidor, but I want to make sure my investment on this type of humidor is worth it for my frugal ass. Enjoy all, and remember, putting the lead into your mouth now and then can work as a great caffeine alternative. There we go. Um. The, they don't, those door things don't have a refrigeration. They were there at the trade show, and I, I, they said, put a pan of water at the bottom of it. We tested this for we had, a year. Yeah, we, we had it, and, and for three weeks, we couldn't get the humidity to drop below 80. In two of the weeks, we had pulled all the humidification out of it. And it still, it seals too well, and it does not have a refrigeration component to well, it, which so would be the dehumidifier. Some of the newer ones do. Okay. And, you know, they're designed for wine storage. The real challenge around them is to regulate the humidity well. And you Which they don't have an just, active system for. No, you have to add your own Correct. active system in order to use a unit like that. So a lot of people, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. They get pounds of the humidity beads, right. you know, which will regulate somewhat. Um I think you could probably make do with uh, one of, what are the units? The Cigar Oasis. Cigar Oasis or something like that. You'd probably want to bias it toward the lower side until you got it dialed in. I would say your best bet is to just figure out a way to get that humidor lower in your house to help maintain the temperature. Temperature is so important. Everybody concentrates on humidity. And you're not concentrating on temperature. It's so important what can go wrong with that cigars. We tried. We did a test here where we 
Um, we were thinking about taking them in, so we got one and started messing yeah. around with it, and it just it was, it was so difficult. And I talked to the guy at the, at the trade show, and I said, just adding a pan of water in there, a dish of water or something, there's no, nothing that can control how much humidity is going to well, go Well, and as you drop the temperature, your humidity is going to rise because it's relative. Yeah. So you're, you're just going to condense that air and create even more moisture. That's the tough thing about it. It's great as far as just temperature, but humidity, yeah. Yeah, they, they, be nervous. it doesn't seem to be a perfect thing other than the room that it's in, regulate the humidity, the temperature mm-hmm. right. in the room that it's in. I know it's a costly thing to end up doing. So if you have a basement in your house or something, you put it down there, it's cooler down there and it automatically happens. Yeah. Uh, but saying that, you know, my house is going to be 100 degrees, there's, there's no right answer to that. Um, buy cigars when you need them as opposed to uh, any long-term storage that you're going to do there. Okay, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Uh, where do I want to go here? For $500, I'll watch Roadhouse. How about, uh, <laughs> how about a half a million dollars? And based on last week's show, which I paid attention to, have all your teeth removed. You get to have dentures, but you have to have all your teeth removed, which means get pulled. And then you can get dentures if you want to get them, but you get a half a million Now, are you covering the price of the dentures, or do I have to use part of my half a million? I'll pay for it. Uh, And are they dentures, or could I get implants? Oh, if you're going implants, you got to get it yourself, but I'll pay for half a denture. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out. I'm 50 years old. I don't have the greatest teeth in the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Half a million yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's probably going to happen 10, 12, 15 years from now. If somebody else is going to pay for it. I'm in. Hmm? I'm out. I got too many good teeth. Barry would do it. Isn't that interesting? Half a million. $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I'm life ha- changing. I'm heading down that route anyway, I feel. <laughs> We're all going to be there. Not a lot of people die with all their teeth, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. How about one meal bag and let's call it a show? All right. Uh, cigar slogan for the cigar that won't go out while you're doing your business. Here's a slogan for the cigar, whichever brand it might be, for the listener whose cigar goes out while taking care of business. It'll stay lit while you shit. <laughs> Love the show. Keep up the awesome job. <laughs> Hua America. That's Jack writing through the contact huh. us page. Well, that's out there for anybody that wants to take it. I'm good, I'm good <laughs> with good. it. I'm good with it. It rhymes, but that's it. After show we're going to do, today's after show, which will appear Wednesday on your favorite podcast, Catcher. I'm going to talk about a little about the Super Bowl that I attended. Not so much about the game itself, but Miami and the cigars that happened in there. We'll do that. And the interesting thing on that is I posted a lot of stuff on social media or on mm-hmm. Facebook yep. on it. I find it very interesting of the amount of likes and things that I end up getting where I average less than 100. When I get to 100, it's a milestone amount of mm-hmm. likes or comments that happen on there. But one I got hundreds of. And the disturbing thing was it was Shirtless Dave. <laughs> got hundreds, <laughs> which I would have quite... quite quite the opposite. I was so happy that it was cropped above the nipple. Yes, thank you. 
And we I all were. <laughs> I and it wasn't cropped. I just took it the way I took it, and that's all that ha- ended up happening. But the nipple would have been disturbing. Yes, I was going to use that for the show graphic today. And somebody, somebody told me you can't do that to Dave. No. So. But I was just trying to show that it, I'm, it will I'm, be a, f- I'm relaxing a little bit yeah. because I don't really. Well, do he's that. lost a little bit of the weight. He's yeah. feeling more confident in himself. No, I don't know about that. Sitting no. out by the pool it takes an effort for you to relax. There was a whole bunch of people by the pool. Were you rocking when the I got there? I took the shirt off <laughs> they were all gone. And, and I had the place to myself. So just a fat guy move if you want the place to yourself. Eventually, it's going to be the picture used in the show graphic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a fair warning. Yeah, you hung on to that? Yes, I did. The okay. only time I would get scared is if you walked out with a stick of butter. Then I'd be like, all right. All right, that's Pulling too a Kramer. far. And a Pop-Tart, right? <laughs> oh, then I know what you were up to. Okay, final thoughts here on Juarez. Rich, chocolatey sweetness, some espresso, uh, very complex, a lot of flavor changes. Uh, I personally can't get enough of this right now. Very, very good. It's, it's a bargain at that price. Bubblegum powder. It's All good. day. But it, it's so strong chocolatey. Yeah. But it kind of, the, the, the strong flavor profile kind of hides the strength of the cigar because you're so focused on the flavors. That it, it creeps up on you. It's probably maybe like a seven, seven and a half. Really? But the flavors are a 10. We started at six here, right? Was this one? Or the Criollo was the six. Oh, it was the six. Do you think this is up About there? About seven, seven and a half. This is definitely, to me, stronger than the Criollo, but it's masked because of the great flavor. Boy, I'd be one to usually complain about it starts getting uh-huh. there in strength, but I don't, I don't have that at all that I'm not fully enjoying the cigar. And at this kind of price, I think that you got to. They got a slam dunk here. Yeah, I feel it a little bit at the end, a little bit of the uh, jitters. Okay. Yeah, it would pair well with chocolate cake. What, 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 what? (laughs) That's a good point. All right, that's it. Next week, Steve Zangle, a true patriot who owns a cigar brand called Los Cadios. Steve decided to create a cigar having a sole purpose to raise money for families of the fallen police officers and firefighters. We'll have him on the show. And until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned nothing in the last two hours. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.